Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another episode of Benching and Bullshitting is coming your way. Very happy to be here. Um, like normal, got the windows open, but... Uh, I hear some thunder going on. We're going to uh, record this on uh, we're on Instagram Live, answering questions, talking about recent events and training and meets and all that kind of crap. So we'll, without further ado, get started. Um, it's been can't remember if we talked. We talked about the WPO last time, I think. Pretty sure yeah, we did. That okay, was last... that was the last or, one. Was it? It was. We, we did an we episode did. the night before the WPO talking we, about the 13th. And then when we got, we got home and we talked about it some more, I think. so. You two, quit it. <laughs> Fucking animals. Pets are arguing. Alright, so. Recently we went to the uh, Women's Pro-Am in Cincinnati. Uh, got to see awesome Cincinnati again. Part of Ohio that we're starting to like quite a bit. And it was a two-day meet. We were up there. Eight and a half hours to get there and nine hours to get back. Super awesome. So that's that's quite a that's one fuck of a trip for us, but we did it and it was worth it. And I uh, got to hang out with some pretty cool people and see some awesome ladies doing some awesome numbers. And we had uh, personally we had Taylor on the amateur day, as well as Aaron, mm-hmm. and then we had Amber on the pro day. So um, it was awesome. And Amber achieved the fourth squat of eight hundred pounds done by a woman. Fourth highest total of all time at 1805. Um, had an awesome fucking meet. PR'd on every lift, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a great day. And uh, Taylor got her first meet in ever and her first total posted going seven for nine, missing one squat because of balance and one bench just because she just ran out of gas. So, very cool. Very cool meet. Got to hang out with Laura and Leah Reichman and Kyle and. God, who else? There's so many people. There's like Grace, Nikita. Nikita. Um, sweatshop peeps. Yep. So we're going to be, I think they're going to be seeing a lot more of us here in a, a few months because we're trying to move. <clears throat> and then after that, we just, we were finally home for a good a month. A month of just normalcy. Yeah. And I mean, then next weekend we're going to go to Bear uh, Cave and see Travis and Jess Rogers. Are we still doing that? Yeah. We're going on Sunday. Oh, Sunday? Yeah, not Saturday. We're going on Sunday. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> I want to say it's Maryland? Maryland over by Delaware. Okay. It's like two and a half hours from here. But oh. that's like a chill one day. That's not bad at Just all. Just going to lift, hang out, meet okay. people. All right, cool. So, Hell yeah, st- Kyle's on here. Still be able to... He said, make that move, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Cool, guys. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. But we're back to the <coughs> biggest thing for us is that we're back to normal for a yeah. few weeks. We're home. Finally got under the bar today. I got under the bar under some a month and a half after some serious. I've it's been ever since my meet February twenty seventh. I have not been underneath anything significant, so it's been a while. It's been like six weeks, seven weeks almost. Um, and we we put I uh, went up to thirteen fifty five today. Was my top end set and smoked it from a one board height 
and uh, the new shirt that I got from Rob. Had some pain in the forearms, so I so I called it right there. Um, I'm going to get the video posted for Patreon here pretty soon. We came home and just fucking crashed and went to sleep. So now I wanted to go live and talk about it. Um, did 1,200 to a half board in my old shirt, uh, prepping for an opener for the Abattis Bencher in May. And then I did put the new shirt on and did 1,355. I had plans of going about 100 pounds heavier, but then I had the the forearm pain, and I was like, yeah, well, first time being on I mean, I, that's the most weight I've handled by like a hundred and actually almost 200 pounds, I'd say. Because after my meet, I didn't handle anything heavy, and I only handled 1140 pounds in the gym uh, prepping for the WPO. Mm-hmm. So it's been, yeah. It's so like the WPO, you only did warm ups 1140, and then 1185 twice, and that was it. That was it. So, yeah, to be under that way after all this time, I'm very, very happy with the way it moved. So I'm uh, looking forward to the next weekend. So we're just. Mm-hmm. Week by week, because we don't have a lot of time before the uh, the WPO or um, the baddest venture. You also did your floor press this week. Yeah, I did floor press, um, which I've always hated floor press, except for recently, and I started liking it more because I started adding the addition of uh, bench tools, uh, Rams, Widowmakers. This week, I actually benched in a two ply Pharrell shirt on the floor. Um, I did a thousand pound floor press like six weeks ago or seven or eight weeks ago. I forget exactly when. I think it was right before my meet. I did a thousand pound floor press. And then this week I did a thousand forty five floor press, which I'm very happy with. Um, it was a two ply or two loop Widowmaker for the thousand. And this week it was a two ply Pharrell F8 for the thousand forty five. So a very heavy, uh, very big PR floor press on Wednesday prior to this uh, 1355 uh, on the actual bench. So it was, uh, I guess I had to kind of keep that in mind too, that I may have been pretty exhausted to some degree uh, leading up to this workout. Uh, Thomas has an RGBP uh, comment here. He says, your RGBP tips on the grip width have really helped. Okay, good. Thanks again. My tries are, have gotten stronger than my pecs. That's how it's supposed to be. That's good. I'm very glad to hear that. Kyle says, make that move. Well, we're planning on it. Working on it. And Owen said, it's Salisbury, Maryland. Maryland. I think it's all the way over on the east coast of Maryland. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, guys, I'm just going to keep, uh, I'm just going to keep talking until I have questions or anything you guys want me to talk about specifically. Yeah, that thunder i love hey i'm a, I'm a rain guy I, I love that that kind of weather sunshine and blue skies can suck it i hate that kind of weather yuck uh, i did want to do, mention one thing that we have a new t-shirt design coming out that i actually did a practice print with i'll show you really quick if you can see the whole thing you might have to stand up here we go we got a dna with dumbbells and plates and chains as the uh, as the part of the molecule there so that's gonna make it a little bit bigger yep sure that's part of a new design that we're going to come out with it's actually going to be on the back of a shirt uh, a little bit bigger and longer so wanted to share that with you let's see what we got here joey lift said hey jimmy 
What could be the reason for pressing backwards towards my face? Anything over 800 shoots to to the uprights a couple of inches off the press. Well, I think um, for the longest time we've been taught as equipped lifters that when you bench in equipment, you have to bench kind of at an angle, like not straight up, but like an angle towards your face. And I think that people take that a little too seriously and they're benching at back at an angle at too, too, uh, too shallow of an angle. They're doing this where that, that angle has to be very, very steep. So not quite straight up and down, but just, just a slight incline. So if you come off the chest, as you say, anything over 800 shoots to the uprights a couple inches off the press. So you're, you're, you're also starting that process too soon. You don't want to leave the chest and immediately start going back towards your face. Pushing a straight line initially, then once you start hitting the sticking point, then uh, flare the elbows out at the top and then go over to the face at the top of the lift. You, you don't want to start off the chest and immediately go straight to the incline. So bench straight and then at the top start to drift over the face. You're drifting too soon. So, so try that. I press in a straight line until it gets more than halfway up, and then I drift over the face for the lockout. Don't do that right away. Barracuda says, how are you liking the F8 bench bar? I just ordered one. I think it is performing extraordinarily well. We just loaded it up to, that's the bar I used for my 1355 lift today, which is the most weight we've had on there by almost 200 pounds. And it is flawless. It really performs well. I can't wait to have 14 plus because my Sabertooth bar, which was made by Buddy Caps and sold through Elite FTS, I've seen what that bar does under 1425 and 14 plus. Um, it, it's, it's, be it's bent while sitting in the rack, which makes it pretty intimidating to crawl underneath. Yeah, this bar flexed less, I think. It definitely flexed. It's, every bar is going to flex. That's just the nature of that's just how it's designed. But this one flexes significantly less. So I'm really liking it, and I, I think a lot of serious lifters could really benefit from having one. Yeah. And I love the fact that you can customize it with all different that too. colors and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'm excited to see everyone's orders come out and them share to see yep. how they are customizing them. I've seen the one of the WPO was red. Yeah, that was, that was sharp. Uh, Rob himself has a blue one at his gym, and then mine that he gave me is uh, a... Copper. I like a metallic orange or a copper. Copper, yeah. Copper. Metallic copper. There you go. Uh, Thomas says, scenario. Someone wants to get more into equipped lifting, but always lifts alone. Okay. So a shirt is going to be problematic, I suppose. How would you recommend someone to get into slingshots to still have something similar to a shirt also in the overload compared to raw? What are your tips, insights on this? I mean, obviously, getting into a shirt is going to be virtually impossible. If they can get into a shirt, it's going to be way too big, yeah. and they're not going to get much out of it. So the the only appropriate action for the time being is to get into a ram or a, a widowmaker of of sorts. It's still it's manageable, but still going to be very very difficult. Um, and they definitely, whoever it is in this scenario, has to be safe, safe, safe. Either benching in a cage or benching with body savers that, like, if the bar slips or goes, it's going to literally land on the body savers a half inch below their touch point. Like, you know, just boom, it's on the pins. 
Um, if you're going to train alone, you have got to have safety protocols in place. Hang straps from the ceiling if you have to, to wear, or chains to act as like monolift, how they have the straps or the hooks or the uh, chains. Do that with the bench. You know, if you have if it's in your own garage, hang stuff from the ceiling that you know is not going to tear the ceiling out of the, you know, tear the beams off the ceiling. But, uh, and adjust that to where it's right, you know, a half inch below your your touch point, just to add safety. Um, anything's possible. I think if you're an equipped lifter, having a crew is is a necessity if you want to be the best in the world. You can still be successful alone, but if you want to be the best, you have got to find a crew. But someone who's just starting probably isn't trying to be the best right away. Um, down the road, though, you definitely want to find a crew. Okay, yeah, try that out, Joey. Um, just push in a straight line to begin with. Only drift at the top half of the movement or top three quarters. Don't drift right away. I've done that before, and the bars ended up almost yeah. on my head. Oh, Magnavita. See, you in a pair of briefs. How's that going? Yeah, I was in a pair of uh, single-ply. I only have a pair of single-ply briefs. That's all I'm doing right now. Single-ply briefs, occasionally wraps. Um... It's going well. Thursday was a breakthrough for me um, because I tried for the first time ever carrying the bar high on the traps. I don't have the mobility to carry the bar low anymore, but I put a straight bar on my back for the first time in probably 10 years successfully by putting the bar high. And it was a good day. It was a really good day. I was, it turned into kind of a speed day, which I hate using that term because I don't do speed days, but it kind of turned into it. Like 605 bar weight plus like 100 pounds in bands. Uh, touched a box that was above parallel for a double. And it, the bar was like almost bouncing off my trap. So I was very happy with it. So I'm going to keep experimenting. I actually sent uh, I sent uh, Anthony Oliveira a message tonight uh, asking for tips. Because I know him and all the night crew guys. I think you guys do it too. You and Murph, they carry, you guys carry the bar real high on your back. And I've never done that in my entire fucking life. Um, but it worked for the first time ever. I've not felt that secure under a straight bar. I'm, I'm going to argue in my entire life. It, it just, I, I just, so that was pretty cool. So it's going well right now. So we'll see. Oh, and Cody says, just want to say congratulations to Katie on a nice bench PR. Oh, thank you. Katie benched reverse grip today and did 135 for a double. And then 145 for a single. So technically, could we have the AMRAP April going on, the fundraiser, right now? She actually is in the lead. Because no one else is done Yeah. Uh, that's a AMRAP April, guys. It's part of the Culp Strong Scholarship. We're raising money for it. We have an event going on. Women do 135 for as many reps as possible. Men do 225. Um, if you do your reps reverse grip, you're allotted two extra reps on your total. And right now we're sitting at Jeff Frank did 50. Yeah. Reverse grip. Reverse so grip. So the highest right now is 52. But everybody gets put into a random drawing for a chance to win. So even though if you don't get as much as the top person, you still have a chance to win 5% of what we raise. There you go. And it's for a good cause. Yeah. So that's a good thing, guys. <clears throat> Let's see. Dog, what's your what? What's tri? Uh, Jesus, 
what tricep exercise for raw strength you like best? I'm going to always fall back on it, and I do that for a reason. Uh, reverse grip bench. Reverse grip benching has changed my competitive career. And I could I could come on here for hours and let you guys listen to me run my suck just on reverse grip benching by itself. Not even shirts, not boards, just reverse grip benching and how it's changed my life. So I will say reverse grip benching is probably the number one way that I've increased my tricep strength. When I hurt my elbow, um, what day was it? When I hurt my elbow in January of last year, I was doing <laughs> JM presses. I was doing them on incline, and one of my down sets, I went from 315, I was doing 315 for sets of five, went down to 225, and that hurt my hurt my elbow. I feel like a knife went in here and out the other side, and that hurt for seven months, and I couldn't do any triceps. I couldn't do any tricep extensions at all. I couldn't close grip bench. I could do two things. I could do shirted bench and reverse grip bench. Those two things did not hurt my, my elbow. So for seven months, I could do no tricep work at all. But reverse grip benching maintained and built my triceps up during that time period to where my bench blew up. So um, that hurt until about July of 2021. And then in June of that year is when I benched 1,120 pounds. So I went from benching 1050 in January. The week prior to benching 1050 in January is when I hurt my elbow. And then six months later, I benched 1120, doing no tricep work besides reverse grip bench. So there's a little testament to it. <clears throat> Thomas says it would be in my commercial gym, but yeah, I feel you. Okay. Do you have tips on these bands from the ceiling? I can... Attached to the racks because the scenario is moy. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the kind of straps you see uh, people hang from monoliths. It's like half strap, half chain. Something like that. You could hang that from a power rack. Mm -hmm. I mean, the power rack's going to have the pins anyway that you can adjust up and down. But I suggest getting in the, in the rack with the empty bar on a pad. Come down and touch and then look. And see, like, oh, well, I've got, you know, three inches between me and the, the, the safety pins. Rack the bar. Put them up. Raise it up one more hole. Take the bar out again. Bring it down and touch. See, I mean, so that way, if you miss, if you have to put it down or it slips or it falls, it's going to fall, like, that far. It's not. It's going to touch you, but it's not even going to sink into you more than a quarter inch, half inch. Uh, if you don't have the pins or don't want to use the pins, again, like... All the major sites like Elite FTS and Spud Inc. and all those guys, they, they sell the straps that you can hang from the monoliths. And you can you can adjust the chain height with the carabiners. Mm -hmm. You can hang those from the top of the rack around the bar. Same, same concept. I think pins are safer, though. They can get away with it. Yes, pins would be safer. Cody says, how do I mentally prepare for the snobby cult lifters for... USAPL meet next weekend. That is a really good question. Um, one person at a time. One person at a time. Just be just be known that like a lot of times those guys are all about themselves. So I wouldn't expect any help. I wouldn't expect anybody to talk to you. Probably they're all about themselves. From what this is all opinion based and experience. Wait, are you based. lifting in that meet? I think his son is. Oh, okay. Or his wife, one of the two. I don't think he is. Oh, gotcha. He's still he benched one thirty five a day too with. Post. Reverse grip? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, it's coming for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just just expect to go there and just be completely on your guys' own. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you're going to have any, any kind of friendly... Uh, uh, friendly interactions or anything. Well, you never know. Oh, and Triple X uh, wife call. Had a blast with the AMRAP April today, by the way. Someone just did it. Cool. Triple. Yeah, he entered, yeah. Okay, awesome, good. I want to say it was like 32. Okay, cool. Something I think I saw before we check it out. Very, very cool. Magnavita says, awesome, if you place the bar high, it will allow you to keep your chest up more, okay, and arch your lower back harder. If the bar is low, your chest will cave under 11 or 12 plus. Yeah, that's where you had it lower and you were like leaning over more. Yep. Which was okay, like, but you were, it's almost like good morning. Okay, that's good. Up a little, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, thank you, Matt. This um, week really did look the best and your briefs opening up. Yeah. What was it, last week or the week before we could hear them creaking as you were going yep, down? Mm -hmm. We were all like, oh, oh, oh shit. Turds. Oh, shit. And then Matt also said, well, also when the bar is lower, you'll not be able to officially hit depth. Higher bar placement, the more efficient and better positioning you'll be on the way back up. I really felt that. Yeah, that that was my buddy Brian was one of the original people who said, "Hey, you should try high bar," because I just physically can't put a low. I can't put a bar on my back if it's low, but putting it high allowed my immobility to not restrict me as much. I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, can, I can't put an empty bar on my back, low bar position. And I had, you know, seven hundred ish pounds at the top for my for my top set Thursday on a high bar, and I have no shoulder pain. And I benched today and put up that thirteen fifty five from a one board, so obviously my shoulders was not affected mm -hmm. whatsoever. So yeah, you had a good week. And I led with my upper back on the way up. I wasn't caving over. I was very. I was, you know, I was able to keep that. So yes, thank you very much for the insight. This guy has a single-ply question. Is it better to have a more loose shirt while wearing it very low or a very tight shirt but not jacked down? B. Definitely B. <laughs> you don't... People have this obsession with polys, especially with pulling those collars down. And the thing is, is like that collar is kind of like your backup. Um, I tell people when they break in new shirts... To keep the collar high on the neck and just work the chest plate. And then once you get it weight to touch, then you can start like torquing the sleeves and working with that. As soon as you start pulling that collar down, you stretch it out immediately and it's never going to be there for a backup. I think I have to sneeze. <coughs> I, was holding, I was holding it in for a while. Christ. So yeah, um, plus you got to think, you know, the chest plate is like, you know, you got that much material on your chest. The collar is only, you know, that big. It's a stress point almost. I want to be. I want to use this much material of the chest, not just using relying on this little bit of a collar. There's a lot more chest there than there is collar. So try to use that chest. <sighs> Brian says you're gonna be the next Mister Three Thousand. Well, I. Don't want to make it too public, but, I mean, that's kind of one of the goals. That so. is a goal, yeah. Cody hit a milestone in the reverse grip bench today that I'm not supposed to be doing. Fuck that shit, dude. Like, you know your body. If you're fine, I, I saw it. I'm happy for you. I'm very, you're being safe. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. Matt, what's going on? How you doing, Matt? Let's see. 
Dave, Dave, Dave something. Are you going to get back to Polly shirt? I am. Couldn't tell you when. I have a lot of goals I want to hit with these unlimited shirts that I can always come back to. I'm not going to lose anything going into Polly. I'll probably get stronger being in Polly. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to do a Polly bench. I was thinking sometime this year, maybe multiply. I haven't done a multiply bench in some time. What multiply shirts do you have? You have so many, but then we like switch to. I've got a triple ply, triple ply evil out. twin. I've got the single ply chest, double ply sleeve katana. Ooh, um, yeah. Can you still torque those sleeves like you can with a single ply? Mm-hmm. As long as they're tight. Still works. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going to. It's just not right now. I've got a lot of other things I want to do in these unlimited shirts until before I switch back to poly. And the switch back to poly would not be a very long process mm-hmm. i get back into it get adjusted to it do a meet yeah go back to unlimited because i still have also you put on considerable chest meat since switching to uh unlimited so well i've been hopefully wor- because i've been working i've been working chest more yeah i'm saying hopefully <clears throat> when you go back to your polys they still fit because that's such a, a harder line to walk between growing and Still well, fitting in your shirts. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll just have to see what it... I, I don't know. I don't have an answer of when, but yes. Yes, I will. Can't tell you when. Yeah, the pins are not really an option. It would be a half rack. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Attachment. Or just... Oh, man, that's that's rough. Yeah, work, work with the pin. Or he said the pins are not really an option. Yeah, you're going to have to get kind of creative, I guess, and come up with some sort of... I would do the safety straps then. Yeah, self-spotting system. You could take the pin, if it's a half rack, take those safety arms, put them all the way to the top, and then take your safety straps and hang them from the arms. You could do that. Uh, that, that might be an option. Any future plan for 1400 1500 Uh Both, actually, yes. Um I'm working towards that 1400. I think that's possible. I made it public that I think 1500 pounds is possible. I think the human body um, is capable of doing a 1500 pound bench. <clears throat> it's just going to take time and adaptation, obviously, with bone mass and everything. Um, that's going to be a tough one. I think 1400 will happen this year. That's kind of my goal. I don't, 1500 is going to be quite a quite a long process but i both of those are actually on my uh, radar yeah we just need time in the gym because we've just been go 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 and yeah thomas send me a dm and then I, I that way i know exactly what you're talking about please absolutely sam jimmy will i see you tomorrow i will be in sam we're gonna be, we'll be there at noon. noonish to squat so yes you will see me tomorrow yes sir how much can you push raw? Can I be a smart ass or just keep no, going? Just say what. So take a minute to talk okay. about that. All right. So that that's one thing that I was I I was talking to somebody with uh, uh, at the pro am this this past weekend and I forget the gentleman's name. I don't remember. And you know, I get a lot of questions and probably. 70% of those questions are, well, what do you bench raw? What do you bench raw? What do you bench raw? And it's just like, of all the information I could possibly give you, out of all the knowledge that I have or could pass on. Yeah, and all the people that you know that they could 
you would learn from. All you want to know is how much I bench raw. That's all you want to know. You don't want to know anything else. You just want to know that one thing. And what does that matter? What do they get out of that? When you're here to teach and help other people grow, what you can bench raw shouldn't matter. What you can so bench then, in a shirt so shouldn't then, matter. Yeah, so then, so then, I'll, then I'll be a smartass on top of that. I bench 20 pounds. There you go. Bench the bar. 135. There you go. But in reality, it's low sixes. <laughs> Whoever thought fans would nonchalantly calling for a 1,500-pound bench, well... I mean, hey, that, I mean, it's it's gonna happen. I just don't know when. Um, like I said, I I think the human body can do it. It's just gonna be a matter of adaptation. We, um, we really got to think about the bones. We got to think about the connective tissue. Uh, it's it's just that's a that's a lot of. I had I had plans on actually um, holding it today. I was, I was planning on actually doing like 1350. I wanted to try to handle 1450 and then possibly hold 1500 just to feel it for the first time ever. But I felt a lot of pain through my, this forearm. I was like, ah, I'm just, I'm just going to call it. It was a good week though. You did the thousand pound floor press mm -hmm. and then that 1350 is the most you've handled in six or seven weeks. Yes. And so we got to get back into it. You felt good. Yeah. You slept good. You ate good yesterday. Mm-hmm. But there's still, you're coming off of a lot of travel. Oh, yeah. you got to work into it, just like everything else. Yep. <laughs> At least 315 raw for a single, I bet. <laughs> On a good day. I, I said, I, I'm just going to, I used to start telling people, like, when they message me, like, what do you bench raw? I'm like, 135, 135, 135. Yeah. Now, now it's down. I'm telling people 20 pounds, 20 pounds, 20 pounds. Like, I don't fucking care. Like that's all. That's that's the only piece of information you but want out of me. Get it? They they want to see where they can compare to you. You know, if if I can bench two twenty five, and you can bench four hundred raw, but thirteen in a shirt, then I can justifiably tell myself, oh yeah, well, then I could bench a thousand in a well, shirt. If I like, had a shirt, that's not how it variables, and that's not how it goes. No, but you can go. That's why people ask. and people can look at my page. They can scroll down and see all my videos. Dog, come on, move, he's move. Not doing wrong. Yes, he's just, he's just in the way. He has to be in the way. You know, I've got four hundred five for twenty, three fifteen for forty, two twenty five for seventy four, seventy five, whatever. I mean, it's, it's all what, whatever. You know what I mean? Just give them your RGBP for five reps straw. They'll satisfy the number and make them shit their pants. That's what <laughs> Cody says. Alex, I am not answering any fear questions. <laughs> Because I don't want that information out there, please. Doesn't want anyone to know what he's afraid of. He's afraid of me, though. Yeah. You want a, <laughs> you want a bad day. What are your thoughts? Paul says, what are your thoughts on having a shirt with a looser chest and tighter sleeves? I think that's that could be a good thing, Paul, because you can adjust, you can touch easy if you want. You can wear the shirt very bare-bone basic, collar high, sleeve straight. And they get a get an easy touch, or you can pull the collar down. You can torque the sleeves. You can torque the sleeves and pull the collar down. It's very adjustable, but the sleeves have to be tight for that to happen. Because if you torque the sleeves and they're loose, they're just going to move back to their original position. You want the sleeves to be super tight so they stick to you, and when you torque them, they don't they don't move. So that's actually yeah, I think that's actually a good idea. Do you think that varies on what type of shirt? 
Like if we're talking about a super katana versus an SDP. Mm -hmm. Because of the different material. What about it? Like, do you think it varies? Like, the tighter sleeves, bigger chest could work for a super katana. Yeah, but that but could... will that work for an SDP? Well, as, no. SDP single ply, no matter how tight you would have, it would suck anyway. Because it's just... One, it's Inzer, so it sucks. Two, it's an SDP, so it also sucks. Three, it's... It's just... That's just a bad idea. They They only work because they're triple or four ply shirts. And that's a very good point. Triple XL. People want to know how much you bench raw because they want to use bench shirts just to justify how much weight you can push. Yep. Yeah. What's the most important thing for a limited bench, your opinion? Moving sl not not moving slow. Working slowly over time on big weights. Don't jump right from And I'm not using I'm not using anybody as an example. I'm just saying if you're a 500-pound raw bencher and your shirted max in a poly is 750, but a band shirt allows you to handle 1,100, that, that doesn't mean necessarily that you should handle 1,100 because that's for almost 400 pounds over your already shirted max. Um, and you got to think about bones at that point, not just custom to the heavier weight. So even though you can handle heavier weights, work slowly to get them. Um, cause other than that, it's just learning the shirt. Let's like any other shirt, learning it, learning how to be efficient with it. They are completely different than polys or denims. It's fabric and fabric or it's fabric to bands. So it's completely different, but same goal in mind, bench heavier weight. But work slowly over time. Don't be in a rush to handle the super heavy weights. I also think giving the shirt a chance. Because I know you had tried it on, loved it, next workout, hated it, gave up. Mm -hmm. Put it on again, hated it, gave up. Put it on again, hated it, gave up. Put it on again, oh, this one's kind of cool. And so I think getting time in the equipment, because it's way different than Polly. Yep. So Way giving different. yourself time to get used to the weights, but also to get used to how you have to perform differently yep. in these shirts. Yeah. Being being strong in poly also helps being being strong in a band shirt. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people, like, what should I do for a shirt? I'm like, go with a poly first. Learn what it takes to bench heavy in poly. I have full more respect for giant poly benches, honestly, even mm -hmm. compared to what I do. Um because poly is just so much fucking harder to do and master. <clears throat> but, yeah. Poly, poly benching will actually make your band shirt go up. That's a, that's a true uh, opinion or true fact. Tips to recover from a chest strain. Well, I, I've not had a lot of those. Don't bench raw. Bench with a piece of equipment, a band, like a ram or a widowmaker. You can still bench, but protect that thing. The original idea behind like the Mark Bell slingshot, you can work around an injury or kind of prehab an injury, and uh, consult a physician. I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to give medical Let it advice. Heal, give yourself time. Yep. <laughs> Thomas, how much raw broomstick? Hashtag broomstick method. I think those who ask are probably trying to see how much the shirt helps. Maybe. I mean, yeah. It doesn't maybe. matter. I mean, hey, you but know, it's different for every single person. It's so. like these fucking little shithead kids going up to a pro football player. And then the only thing they ask them is, well, what's your 40-yard time? Well, how fast are you? You don't want to ask that pro football player any fucking else, anything. That's all you want to know is how fast they are. 
of all the information that pro football player could give you, you want to know how fast they are. That's it. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> asking an equipped lifter what they do, Ross, like asking a bodybuilder what their one rep max is on SBD, it's fucking pointless. And not something they train because it's not their sport. That's a very good way to put it, Brian. Thank you very much. That was a good point. Alex, yeah. Yeah, Alex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tips on getting a touch easier in the F8. More weight. I'd, I'd, <laughs> more weight is, I mean, it's it's they're, they're designed to stretch and open. It's not like trying to make a weight touch in a denim. If it was denim, I'd say, oh, water it down. Oh, do this. More weight. Um, be patient when you're coming down for a touch. Just let the bar sit down there and be patient and let it come down. Don't try to... If it doesn't touch on the initial, like, getting it down, don't just, ah, oh, it's not going to touch. No, let it sit down there and actually force the touch in the right spot. Don't touch the, the, the touch in the wrong spot. Don't bring it down too low, then you'll dump it. But come down there and have patience. And that sounds so ridiculous when I tell people and they get really like, whoa, what do you mean? Get a bunch of O2, huge breath of air, come down and have patience in the bottom to make that touch. If, you, if, you, if you're in a rush, in a real tight-fitting shirt, then it's, it, it might not happen. Matt says, can you talk about how you have your handoff guy set your hands on the bar? So, I don't, I'm not a big fan of <clears throat> grabbing, uh, you know, setting up and grabbing the bar and then going out and around like you know try to grab the bar like this and then set the hands like so what i do <clears throat> and, you, and i have to do this in the, in the in the unlimited shirts i grab the bar pronated like this in the middle of the bar and do all my arching and all my setting set my arch and get set and then the handoff guy all he and then my, my thumbs around the bar like this and then all he has to do i call it riding the rails just push your hand out. Where it needs you to slide just it down the bar. slide it down the bar. Super easy. And have them hold your hand out, like, forcibly, so you can actually, like, get your... So your skin's not, like, folding over, all that weird shit, and it hurts. Like, have them hold your hand out there, so you can actually, like, set your grip. And then once it's set, you can let go. But I don't like trying to, like, go out and have them, like, push this and bending my arm around and trying to grab the bar. I grab the middle of the bar... Thumbs around, and they just ride the rails and just push my hands out. Super easy. And then once you're out, he normally pushes, like, kind of your armpit elbows to kind of push those down. Well, a in, in a really tight. In a tight one. In a really tight one, which hasn't happened recently. I've been able to. If, the, if you have a really tight one, he can push on your elbows, kind of pushing on your uh, elbows of the shirt to kind of set the elbows a little bit more. I don't particularly do that very often. Matt says... I'm thinking about going back to poly for the meet. I have coming up, to be honest. I will say I think the band has boosted my confidence. Good. A lot with loading bones by holding more and more in my hand. Absolutely. I saw you do a 575, and it was, I told you, it looked awesome. That's great, man. That's true. It's a great overloading tool. I'm excited to see yeah. mm-hmm. how you're going to feel getting back into poly. Like, obviously the pressure and stuff is going to be a lot different, but your body and your bones are going to be accustomed to so much more weight now. It's hot. Sorry. Okay. Um, that I'm excited <clears throat> to see how that feels once you transition back over. Yeah, it'll be a process. It'll be a little adaptation process, but I'm excited for it. We'll see how it goes. 
what repetition range do you like for tricep extensions? I do all of it. I do 25s to 30s. I do 5s. I do 8 to 10. I do 12 to 15. I always change it up. If you have, if you only train for absolute strength, you just do like, yeah, sets of 5, sets of 5. But you go to, to a max effort bench, and it's like, ah, I'm straining, ah, ugh. And that absolute strength gives out really quick. But what does it mean? So you have to train your triceps for everything. I train my triceps on four concepts. I talk a lot about this on my Patreon, okay? Absolute strength, work capacity, endurance under heavy load, grinding capability. Now, whether two of those things mean the same thing or not, I don't, whatever. That's how it works in my head. So I train all types of rep ranges to increase my endurance to increase my workload, to increase my grinding capabilities. I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> uh, so I do it all. Don't do just one. Like I said, under a, uh, under an actual max effort bench, it might take you know, 5, 10, 15 seconds. You don't know. If your triceps can't, if they get to here and they grind, oh, I'm grinding, oh, ugh. Okay, but if you can take come here and slowly grind out a bench over time, that's what you need. That's what a true max. A max of a bench isn't going to look like this. Boom. If it moves like that, it's not a one rep max. Your one rep. Listen to J.M. Blakely. He says the same thing. Your one rep max is going to be a fucking grinder. So train your muscles to grind. Train your muscles to be under load over a long period of time. You need all of those things. Alex says, I'm turning 50 this year. Cool. I've worked single ply, multi ply. Any advice switching to unlimited? <clears throat> don't change your technique. I made the mistake of listening to certain people say, oh, you, you, you have to, you can't tuck, you can't bench low, you have to flare your elbows out and bench like this. And I was doing that with a thousand pounds and my shoulder was starting to pop. Yeah. And, I had, and I'd be down for three weeks. So just bet, how you bench in poly, just do the exact same thing in the band shirt. Don't change anything. That is my biggest piece of advice. And Alex uses supercharged rams and stuff. We've seen him do that. Mm -hmm. So this is just a way bigger ram with a belly on it. Yeah. So think of it that way. I think you'll be fine. Just don't, don't, don't try to bench out here. Like, no, don't do that crap. Just don't do that. And for those of you just hopping on uh, ever so recently, I wanted to show you again that we got a new t-shirt design really coming out. this shirt. This one's really cool. It's a DNA with... Uh, dumbbells and plates and chains and stuff so we're gonna have that new that's that's a test print that i did yeah. but it'll be on two different shirts we'll have one on the front and the side like that and then we'll have one running down the spine yeah bigger and longer on the spine yeah but that dna with the with the plates and stuff so that's really cool <laughs> really proud of that one she's she made that one <clears throat> let's see <clears throat> what we got here Unlimited bench and lighter weight classes. Do you face the same problems with bones? Is there, if there's, if there are moving less than five hundred pounds? Well, no. Bone mass is directly related to the individual. It's all relevant. So if you, if you're a, if you're in a lighter weight class, we'll say really lightweight, but you're you're a three hundred pound poly bencher because you're like a one thirty two guy. I'm like lightweight. Your bones are adapted to handle 300 pounds. So if you jump to 500 pounds, 
yeah, it's not 1300, but still it's 200 pounds above what your bones are adapted to handle. Now I'm giving, I'm, it sounds like I'm giving bone, like not a lot of credit, like bone is actually pound for pound stronger than steel. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fact. But, but even such, like if your bones can, are only adapted to handling two, two fifty, three hundred, and you jump straight to 500 pounds or whatever, you're still at risk for possibly having something snap. And uh quick story, I'm not gonna, I don't remember, I don't even remember the gal's name, but I was spotting at the uh, women's pro-am this past weekend in the warm-up area, I was spotting squats because I was trying to give back. That's one of the things I like to do, go to meets and load plates, uh, change plates on bench, squat, uh, spot on the squat, run the lift if I have to, something, go to the meet and actually help people, give back to the sport a little bit. So I'm spotting some squats like I do. I, I spot with the bar like this, and a gal unracks, I think it was like 365 or close to 400 pounds, and she was squatting like real narrow, like her arms were like like this, and the bar started to slide down her back, snapped her humerus, and I, it sounded like a broomstick, and it, it almost, it, it like echoed almost, and her bicep was like over here, it was the most horrifying, and I watched, I caught that side, I caught it, put it in the rack, saving her possibly from further injury, but her humor is snapped. And she was under 365 or 385. Still warming up. Like, that's weight that she's been under probably countless times. So, that shit can actually happen. Don't take it lightly. You have got to consider your bone mass, your bone density. Do I tell these guys in band shirts? Work slowly over time. Don't don't be in a rush. Everybody everybody wants to bench a thousand pounds now. Whatever. But you take take into consideration your bone mass and work at it slowly. Please. That was one of the most horrifying things I've ever witnessed or heard was seeing an arm snap in half. And seeing the the actual anatomy of the arm completely fucking change in a, in a, yeah. in a quicker than a blink of an eye. In the scream. And the, and her oh, nightmare stuff. So please, work slow. If you want to sneeze to help, look into your light bulb so it comes out to sneeze easier. Oh. Really. Look at a light bulb. I guess you'll have to try it next I'll, time. You next time sneeze. I have to sneeze, I'll I'll try looking at a light. Any reason or benefit to train poly limited shirts during one prep? Not really, no. I, I'd say if you fully commit to one because they're completely fucking different. Now, when I'm in prep with a poly shirt, on my Wednesday workouts, my not shirted days, I'll use Widowmakers, Supercharged Rams, stuff like that um, as accessory work for Wednesdays, but I don't mix the two. I don't do poly and band shirts. No, I don't think there's a point. Commit to one do a meet and then switch do the other that's that's my that's my opinion on that oh taylor's on here hello cam's on here too hello <laughs> how much do sleeves assist in a poly shirt extremely my sleeves are so tight when i get close to touching a one board it's as if the sleeves cut off power and my shoulders and arms give out Ooh, well <sighs> i mean if they're that tight i'd I've never heard of that problem. Me either. 
if they're that damn tight to where it's literally sh- like cutting off the circulation and shutting shutting your arms down. Open them up a bit. Use a football. Take a deflated football, stick them in there, wet the sleeves down, and then fucking pump up the football and expand them and let it sit overnight and then do the other sleeve the next night. That might help. They might be a little too tight. Um, but sl- the sleeves on a poly shirt are like the the wheels on the NASCAR. Like, they're super fucking important. They have to be tight. Eh, Brian, what do you think about people who can do 100 plus more pounds off a two board than what they can touch? I think that they're doing the boards incorrectly. I think they're doing boards, um, they're touching them. This is really bad with shirted guys. Shirted guys do boards more incorrectly more often than what the raw people do if if raw guys even do boards a lot of them don't these days but you're doing boards incorrectly if that's the case if you just touch the board and a shirt and just push and use the equipment to just just heave ho it yeah you can do a thousand pounds off a two or three board but you can't do 700 full range that's something's not adding up there there should not be that big of a gap but stop Everybody take your wires out and rewire. Put them in different spots. Stop calling them board presses. It is not a board press. It is a board extension. It's one of the things I teach when I'm talking about boards. So many people want to touch the board and just press and just push. And they get no benefit out of it. You have to touch the board and extend. Extend off the board. Use the triceps. Everybody's like, well, three boards is a great way to build tricep strength. Well, that's, that's you know, that's fine and dandy and all, but if you don't use the triceps when you're doing the boards, then it doesn't do anything. So learn to, ex- so I call them board extensions. I do not call them board presses anymore. I, I took my wires out and I refilled them. Board extension. Stop pressing off your boards. It is not a board press. Stop it. Is a board extension, okay? There should not be that giant of a gap between your two board and your full range. For example, like my best one board press is 1425. And I've done 1320 full range in a meet. You know, uh, 1400, 1405, 100 pounds, yeah, but... uh, you know, two board, no, nah, I mean, I think two board for shirted benching is kind of worthless anyway. Um, I, I'm a fan of top end, raw, low end shirts. So I live off of one boards and half boards. I only do two boards when I'm trying to break in a new shirt. So last week when I did my 1,200 pounds for five reps from a two board height, that was a brand new shirt from Rob. I was just feeling it out, trying to get reps in it to get it to kind of open and start to morph to my body. And then today when I did 1355, it was to a one board. So from this point forward, now that I've touched a one board successfully, every board rep that I do in that new shirt is going to be a one board or a half board. That's it. No two, no three, no four. Two, three, and four boards, raw. One and a half boards, shirted. That's kind of part of my, part of my philosophy. Oh, Matt says, my orthopedic surgeon told me that bones... We're almost the exact same strength as titanium. Well, there you go. And I think oh. titanium is stronger than steel, so I was kind of, I was kind of on the same track. So yeah, there you go. I mean, bone is actually very, 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 uh, very interesting 
material. And we, we take it for granted, I think, as humans. Because it's just so, it's just, you don't even think about it. Like, But bone is literally one of the things that you truly, if you don't use it, you lose it. It really is. So the more often we work on our bone mass, the stronger that bone mass becomes. Because bone is composed of calcium material, calcium structures. And it's full, it's like porous, it looks like sponge. Spongy, porous material. It's not solid. And every time we put stress on it, both weights, or when I was in the martial arts, we used to fucking hit shit over and over again. We would break down those calcium structures, and then they rebuilt themselves denser and thicker than they were before. Denser and thicker, kind of like almost like muscle. And that's how you can see these martial art masters that can break, you know, fucking ten concrete slabs stacked on top of each other with their fucking elbow, but they their elbows are literally like stronger than any man-made material out there because they develop that bone mass. Over time, so there's this common theme, right? Over time, I keep saying that over and over again. Over time, so but I'm doing it. We're we're doing it through a different means, which is heavy weight, heavy weight. That's stretching the bone structure and breaking down the bone and rebuilding it stronger over time. So you have got to think about your bone mass. Do you think briefs add a lot of weight? That are single ply, double ply, triple ply briefs out there. I think they could add a lot of weight. I'm working with single ply briefs. Haven't got them to work right yet. Um, my best raw squat in the gym like five months ago was like 855. So until I squat something above 855 in briefs, then I, I can't tell you how much they add. So I'm not really a squat expert. <laughs> Humorous guy. Yeah, I've seen it happen with mm -hmm. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Oh, he says, sneezing, same as you looking into the sun. I shit you not, he says. Well, I mean, I've got allergies right now, so I'm going to look at this light right above me next time I have to sneeze. And the rain probably isn't helping. It's stirring yeah. up a bunch of stuff out there. And Timmer, hello, he says, do you have any light days or accessory only days? Nope. I do max effort twice a week on bench. A shirt a day and a not shirt a day. Both heavy, both max effort. I did a floor press on Wednesday. I did a PR floor press at 1,045, and then I went to the gym today and did a 1,355 on a, on a one board. So no, I don't, I don't go light ever. I go heavy all the time. But I can do that because I rotate my movements. That's the only part of conjugate that I agree with is a rotation of max effort movements. Um, as long as I do that on Wednesdays, I can go shit max effort on Saturdays every fucking Saturday for years on end. So I, I never go light. I always go heavy. One of your videos on YouTube, you told a story about a guy who snapped his forearm. Could you tell us about that? He's actually on here. That's Cody. I don't know if it was that story or another one. Oh, was there someone else who snapped their forearm? Let me think. I'd, I'd have to go. I'm not sure if I'm referring to a recent case or if it was a uh, an old case. Let me think. No. Uh, fuck. Who was it? Son of a bitch. I have no clue. Cody's the only one that I know of. No, I, I told... There's I, that girl that snapped her arm. No, I'm telling... I, I, I'm trying to remember... Fuck. Snap... Go snap his forearm. A story on YouTube. Shit. 
Why don't you think about it and just move on? Okay. And if you remember. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I. I yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember exactly which case that was. And Timur said, "Congrats on your 135 for two. Oh, thank you. For a board extension, should you solely focus on the elbow area and use the pecs and shoulders as little as possible? Yes, exactly. You don't want to initiate off the boards. It's kind of hard to see because it's all black here. You come down to the boards and you push. Don't do this. That's a, that's a, that's uh, engaging with the pecs. That's pushing. What I want to do." I'm going to try to do this as easy as possible. When I touch the board, I want to think about this. Flexing the tricep and extending. Come down. I like to, I like to sit on the board for a second, like kind of ballistic, like sit, and then engage tricep and extend. I don't want to engage from here. This is pushing. This is extending. So that's kind of a visual but yes you want to focus on turning the pecs and shoulders off and trying to just extend just extend nothing else jim's built different brian says you are what are your main max effort movements uh floor press usually equipped of some sort uh close grip full range often equipped Reverse grip, raw or equipped. Reverse grip boards, raw or equipped. Uh, boards pronated, raw or equipped. And then your full range. Sometimes I'll regular. just sometimes I'll just go full range on Wednesdays with a band tool. And just fucking go full range reps, full you know full. Uh, it was Matt. Matt said he snapped his forearm. Is that the story you told? Nope. No. Hmm. I'll have to go back and watch it because Matt, I was not talking about you and I don't think I was talking about Cody. I'm pretty sure it was somebody from way back. I know Matt Brown, Mike, Matt Brown, Mike Brown snapped his forearm in half during a bench. No, you know what? Fuck almighty. <laughs> I can't remember. Keep going. I I don't remember. I'll have I'll to go back and watch. It was it's not Matt or Cody. It was somebody else. Nope. It you was, said it folded in half. You said it folded in half. Are you sure it's not Cody's? Mm. -mm. I don't want to spend any more time thinking about it, wasting <laughs> wasting valuable daylight. We're out of daylight, but. I don't remember. Airtime here. I can't remember who I was talking about. I'll have to rewatch the video. Tommy Harrison. No. Nope. You'll have to go. I, watch well, it. Mike Brown, he was trying to bench like seven fifty. It's on YouTube, and he took a weight out. It, it's probably him because I it's it's on YouTube. He took. I think it's Mike Brown. He was like a teenage seven hundred pound bencher like myself, and he took seven fifty out. And as soon as he like came down an inch, his forearm come I mean you see it in the video, his forearm, I think it's his right forearm, completely folded in half backwards with the weight still and and then the weight dropped and he's fucking screaming and his legs fucking convulsing and he's oh, it was awful. It's on YouTube. Mike Brown, I'm pretty sure, had a had an arm break where his forearm complete during the lift, 
because now Cody, when he did his, it just he said he broke it, but he kept pushing because it was just yeah. it was just in no Mike Brown's literally like folded back on him during the bench right here. It broke like right in half right here. Bone density, people. You have you have to take it seriously. I, I'm I'm I am seriously. You have to. Is there a minimum extension height? Nope. Um, I extend from as low down as a one board. One, two, three, four. I mostly for raw. I do two, three, and four boards. I have done it one boards, but um, no, there there is no minimum. You can do whatever board you want. You can extend from. It's just you listen to Dave Tate when he tore his pec off the bone. He came back to bench, and him and Louie had to relearn how to how to have him bench, and he had to learn how to totally engage in the bench using only triceps. It is possible. Um, so listen to Dave Tate on that one too. Let's see. All right, where well, I'm caught up finally. <laughs> So anyway, guys, uh, that's a lot of information. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking for just a few more minutes because I, I don't want to I don't want to take up all of your time on this uh, holiday weekend. So, but yeah, we got the baddest venture coming up now that I'm all caught up finally. Um, yeah, absolutely, Alex. Thanks for being on here. Um, I'm going to be doing the baddest venture here in about four weeks to the day. It's very close. It's like a month exactly. Uh, we're going down to Kingwood, Texas, and thank you, Anderson Powerlifting, for helping us get down there, like always. Um, looking to have a successful day. I never talk numbers publicly. Uh, when people say, what do you want to open with? What do you want to do? What do you want to hit? I'm like, ah, I always answer like this. I want to have a successful day. I want to have a successful day. You too, Toby. Hope you have a good uh, good holiday weekend. Um, that, just, that takes pressure away from me. Uh, I want to go down there and not bomb out. I want to go down there and have fun. have fun. I had a blast last year. Get a little PR. You're going to kick ass, Avery Anderson says. Matt, who is all in the Bass Bencher roster? Carlino dropped out, so it's me, Tiny. Merck. Merck. Calais. If he can make it over. I'm not sure I was He's training for it now. He's doing good. So Calais from Great Britain. Mendelssohn. Mendy, that one, Smithy, Doug Smithy. Oh, yeah, Doug Smithy. Smithly? Smithy. Smithy? Putnam. Putnam and Rob Farrell. Yeah. There was nine of us. Now there's eight. Now there's eight because Tony doesn't want to do it. Yeah. So there you go. I'm pretty sure I got it right. (laughs) 1,080 single ply from last year at the Baddest Bencher. Yeah, I was... That's wild. I got third place by 11 pounds in a single ply. Yeah, I, I, was, I did that for one because I was still in single ply. I was still trying to get yeah, single ply PRs. I mean, I got that was a 30-pound PR for me at the time. So um, but I was also trying to prove a point. Like, that was like... Five percent of it, ninety-five percent, was because that's what I was doing. That's what I was comfortable with. And you didn't have a band shirt yet. No, I was not into them at all. Pharrell and Anderson weren't together yet. No, nope, not yet. They, they they signed their contract together after right that. after. Yeah. I think. 
And yes, Merck is doing it. Yeah, he was one of those eight. I'm pretty sure I put him on that list. Did, yeah. I did. Um. So I I want I will say I'm probably gonna open over 1200. That's uh, that's all I'm gonna put out there. I'm not gonna say oh I want to shoot for this and that second third attempt. Um, but comfortably I easy I did opener. easy opener or something above 12 and then just go from there. So I've got two shirts to use. I'm actually sending two shirts to Rob on Monday, a triple ply and the new four ply that he made me that I used today. I'd hit that 1350. Um, because I, I guess my humorous bones are just super short. I don't know. But every time I get a new shirt from, from Rob or from Anderson, it's always too goddamn long. And the shirt's covering my elbows. Even just by a little bit, just right here. You know, it's supposed to be you up also here. You just have really big, like, biceps and triceps, so it's kind of hard to get up there well, I, Well, even if I can, even if I swim in it all the way, it's still, I mean, my, the tip of my elbow is just barely sticking out. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I lay down to go bench, it's just covered right up. So I got to send two shirts to Rob to have him shorten the sleeves by like a full inch, like a whole, take a fucking whole inch off the arms. Um, that should be good to go. And right, he, he's such a, what a, what a, what a guy, what a, what a, what a, uh, a true ambassador and, uh, for the sport. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Timmer says, do you work on rear delts intentionally, specifically? Specifically. Specifically. Okay. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Any shoulder work I do is either bamboo bar benching. <clears throat> Thank you, uh, Jim Seitzer, for sending me the Bambell Emacs uh, earthquake bar. I do a lot of earthquake bar benching to build the internal shoulder. No amount of this or this can build that internal shoulder, but bamboo earthquake bar benching does build the internal shoulder. I do three to four sets twice a week on non-bench days with my earthquake bar just to build that internal shoulder. And then I train, if I'm going to train the outer shoulder, it's always rear delts. I don't do anything for the front. Very rarely these days will I do anything for the sides. It's all rear delts. The antagonist muscle to the front. Is the is the rear delt has to be super strong? <laughs> Squatting unicorn, just out here opening with my whole toe, <laughs> whole ass total. Well, hey, it's the only lift I'm good at, so I got so I got no excuse. If I'm gonna do mm-hmm. one lift, I have, be good. I have no excuses to suck at it. So, <laughs> um, so no, your your total is fucking awesome though. So that's cool. Is tendon strength as important as bone density? It's probably equally as important. Um, you know, that's why when guys run a lot of juice, I'll call it. I'm not, some people call it gear these days. I don't, gear in my mind still means like bench shirts and squat suits, yeah. but somehow people started calling gear as steroids. Their muscles get so strong so quick, their tendons and ligaments don't have time to keep up and they snap. They're, you know, and that's a, that's a career-ending injury right there. Again, tendons and ligaments get stronger, like bone, over time. So yes, it is. Ju- I'd say it's just as important. But but all of them are all. When all these young kids, sometimes they mess with me. Hey, how do we get a big bench? What do I do? I'm like, time, time. I'm I'm not old in the sport yet, but I've been doing. I've been lifting for 18 years. Come this this May will be 18 years lifting and 14 years competing. 
time is the key. Absolutely, Trimmer. Thank you for hopping on. What weight and rep range for the Earthquake Bar? I do sets of 20 to 25. I don't use a lot of weight because I don't need a lot of weight for what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to like build you know, a huge amount of weights. And I know it says max weight capacity is 300 pounds on the bar, but... Your Emacs says 500. Three. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. If I, I swear that sticker nope. said five. If I had money, I'd bet money that it says three, but hmm. yeah, it's 300. We'll look at it tomorrow. It's 300 pounds. <laughs> so no, uh, I, I use like, I use two kettlebells per side, uh, a pair of 25s and a pair of 15s, you know, kind of spaced out. Um, that's all I need. Uh, and like I said, reps of 20 to 25 or so, just to build that internal shoulder, make it as unstable as possible. And when I start going for those reps, the only thing that starts burning is my shoulders. Because there's so much shoulder activation, try to steady that bar. I know that's the the point of the whole thing is oscillating kinetic training is what Jim Seitzer told me it is, and that that's exactly what I use it for. Let's see, when you do a full power meet, are you doing it single ply or multi ply? I'll do whatever, uh, but I'm I'm going to do it in traditional equipment. I'm not going to use a band shirt for it. I want to do it in traditional, just full poly, whether it's Multiply squat, single ply bench, raw deadlift. <laughs> just mix of everything here. Or multiply, multiply raw. I don't care as long as I do it in traditional equipment. I'm not. Re- I was kind of dead set on doing it single ply at first, but now I'm just kind of like, I'll just do what the fuck ever, whatever works. <laughs> whatever you can get to work. Alfredo's on here. Hello, Alfredo. So yeah, whatever I can get to, uh, working. Like I said, when I tried this high bar position with the squat. It, it worked for the first time. I was holy shit. I've not been that confident under a straight bar in like almost my entire fucking career. So when I put it in a high bar position, I started squatting in my briefs. It, it like clicked. I'm like, holy shit, there it is. So as long as that can work, then I'll eventually get into a multiply suit with my single ply briefs. Um, and see if it works. I mean, trying to do multiply squat with those straps and carry the bar low. It's just not going to fucking happen. So I got like Matt says, like Dave Hoff does it, Chuck Vogelpool, like all these guys squat with a very high bar position with all this equipment on. I'm like, how the fuck do they do that? They carry the bar high. When I squatted multiply back when I was like 20 years old, I carried the bar fucking low, like down here, man. Multiply. And that's not, I'm not going to do that shit. Yeah, you don't have the shoulders for that anymore. My shoulders will not allow it. It's just, it's just a matter of fact. Let's see here. When you finish powerlifting, will you try to lean down? I will probably just lean down just for the pure fact that I'm not... <laughs> Stop trying to keep it on. Yeah, yeah. like I like to maintain the weight I have takes a lot of maintenance. That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, a lot of mass gainer, a lot of rice. Like I live on weight. I, if it was in view, I would turn the camera around and show you the two or three bags of 12-pound bags of weight gain sitting right over there on the floor, but... Um, you know, weight gain every day, high calories, eating every, at least every two hours. So I'll probably slim down just for the pure fact that I'm not trying to maintain that kind of weight. So let's see, do you use a two ply bench shirt to get ready for a meet that you use a single ply shirt in? Not really. No. Um, I want to get as much time and practice in with the single ply shirts. Now, if I know that my single ply shirt is, is competition ready. 
Like, I know I can touch when I wear the shirt high and sleep straight. My opener is set at this current body weight. I know what I'm doing. Cool. I don't want to stretch it out anymore. I'll set it to the side and continue training in a different shirt, like a, like a multiply katan or multiply evil twin, uh, to continue training with heavy weights, but not keep stretching out my competition shirt. Yes. But that, but I don't use multiply to say, how'd you, how'd you word to like it? overload it almost? To get ready for me. Yeah. I mean, for overload purposes and stuff, but I'm not, you know, it. I want to get as much practice in with my competition shirt at the same time, not trying to stretch it out. So it's kind of kind of both. I do not use a mouth guard while lifting. No, it always feels so fucking weird, like having something with mass like on, on my teeth, and then biting down. It always it doesn't look. No. <laughs> you also he doesn't bite down when he benches, so that makes a difference. If he did. You probably should use one. Yeah, but, but he I, doesn't. I do. I'm not. I bite down. I'm not benching like this. I, I, I'm just do. like my mouth is just kind of there. I, you know, I'm not biting down. So no, I don't use a mouth guard. Okay. No. What's your body weight and how many calories do you hit? And how much protein? That's a really good question. I can only tell you for sure one thing. <laughs> I'm about 318 as we speak. I I would assume my calories are somewhere between four and five, maybe on the high end six. That's not where I'd like to be a lot higher. Just depends on the day, too. Yeah. Some days you eat a lot. Some days you just drink mass gainer what, for the most part. When I stopped pay, when I stopped paying attention to just protein and started paying more attention to calories and carbs, my body weight went up and all my weight went up. All my weights went up. My bench got higher. Now, I'm a, my, my protein is still probably, I don't know. I stop. You still get a good amount in. You just don't eat a I lot do. of red meat. I do. I don't track it, though. I am more concerned with calories and carbs. And that made everything go up. Body weight, weights, bench, it all went up. Never being hungry. Never being hungry. Every two hours, something's going in. World Power Oryx says, looking forward, looking for you to hit the platform within two years. Hell yeah. I plan on it. I am training for full power. I've made that public. I'm not putting a lot of videos out because I'm not really good at it yet. <laughs> But I am working on it. Once he hits that qualifying total, we'll be there. There you go. I've been using the F6 shirt, but I have a super katana that I don't want to stretch out too much. That's why I was wondering about the two-ply. I mean, relatively speaking, all of those shirts are going to have the same groove. If you don't want to stretch it out, then yes, you can switch, train. As long as you know, like, you can hit your opener and, like, you know exactly what your body weight is. If your body weight fluctuates one or two pounds, it's going to change everything. As long as all those things are in order, then yes, you can switch shirts and continue training. Could you reverse grip Larson Press 500? That's a... That's oddly that's specific. That's very specific. I don't fucking know. Never tried it, huh? I'm already like 328, so I'm focusing more on protein and hitting 4,000 calories, and it's making a huge difference. I'm actually leaning out more. It's a chore. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Doing what I do is just a goddamn chore to begin with. So, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say on the low end, my calories are probably about 4,000. On the high end, on a really high-end day, probably six at most. Yeah. Um, and your calories should probably fluctuate every day. Like, days like today, when you have so much output, your workout was like four and a half hours long today. Mm-hmm. Just, 
you used a shit ton, so you should put that all back in. Yeah. But on Fridays, when you sit here and it's your day off and you're not doing anything, there's no need to eat six or 7,000 calories. You're not using them. Yeah. Exactly. And Tiffany's on here. Hi, Tiff. Dave says, so you have a four-ply F8, right? I have a double-ply F8, I've got a triple-ply, and I've got two four-plies. I have four total. Uh, the two four-plies are custom. The two-ply and the three-ply are both stock ones from Anderson Powerlifting. The only place you can get them anymore is from Anderson Powerlifting, sole, sole distributor. Um, Colbstrong will save you 10% off if you want one. If you use my code right here, my Instagram handle, Colbstrong. If you go to Anderson Powerlifting and use that code, it saves you like 10%. It's not a, anything. It's not a commission thing. I don't get money from that. It saves you money. And more, it supports a great company. And it more or less shows Anderson, like, which of their athletes are out there, like, trying to push. You know, like, oh, this guy was referred to us by Jimmy Kolb or Tyler Butcher or Jeff Frank. You know, so if you want to go to Anderson Powerlifting for any product... Use this code, Colbstrong, save you some money. And Dave, you're right. They don't have the four-ply. They have single, double, triple. So, yep. Four-plies were right from Rob to Jim. Yeah, I mean, Rob, I think, has a website now that's updated, and you can order through him four-ply. I, I, I can't... But I think he just has a limited amount. I'm not yeah, sure I can't that. tell you about price. I can't tell you about availability. I don't know how that works. Um, I know Anderson... So, and on his site, it says single, double, triple plies out of stock. Anderson exclusive. Yeah. You know, everybody, you know, they want four plies. They want five, six ply shirts. That two treats you nice. My, my love, my double ply and that triple ply. I've only tried it one time. That's one of the two shirts I'm sending to Rob on Monday to get shortened on the sleeves. But that triple ply, because it's so small in the chest... I think that could really be a, a big one. Yeah. I really feel like it could. You have excited eyes right now. Yeah. Or tired eyes. Tired eyes. So, yeah. Um, that's, 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 uh, yeah. Four plies from Rob Farrell exclusively, but single, double, triple are Anderson exclusives. So, um, let's see. We've been on here for almost an hour and 20 minutes. So, I want to. Oh, wait. <laughs> let's hang on. As soon as I start to wrap it up, wrap it up, I get questions. Let's see. I got a three ply. Couldn't imagine a four. Um, I mean, I don't. It's a big shirt. It's a it's a it's a lot. And I, like I said, I have a three ply that I've used one time. I haven't got a lot of work in it yet. I got to get those sleeves shorter. Once the sleeves are shortened, I can actually start using it more. I really think there's a lot of potential there. My two ply, I benched eleven hundred forty pounds with it at the WPO bench bash. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of potential with the two plies, but uh, you got to wear them tight. So you know, trade off. Just like just like poly, you know, the the less layers, the tighter you can fit it. The more layers, the bigger it has to be. What days do you go live? Typically on Saturday nights. Saturday or Sunday, depending on yeah. our schedule. Saturday or Sunday nights, but I always like to go live on Saturday specifically because after my big bench. I to come on here and talk about it, answer questions, talk about the the workout. And then they're also always recorded for our podcast, the Cold Strong Power Podcast. It's being recorded right now. Um, so this entire thing, if you missed the beginning, if you're just hopping on, if you're like, oh, shit, I wanted to hear it all, it'll be on the podcast. Um, this one will go up Tuesday. There you go. Yep, YouTube, Power Podcast. It's called Benching and Bullshitting. <laughs> 
Yes, we love you all too. Yeah. All right, so that's it. I'm going to sign off. Yeah, it's been a long night. I want you all to enjoy your holiday weekend, but we will yeah. be in the Happy gym. Happy Easter if you guys celebrate. Yep. We're going to be at the gym squatting tomorrow, so. We might do an egg hunt for Walter. Maybe. he's. It's kind of rainy, so we'll see. Do I watch anime? No, I don't watch anime. What we don't what watch anime. What are you talking about? He watches South Park and Sam Squanch movies. There you go. And space <laughs> stuff. Into the, the space. Into the, the space. <laughs> <laughs> so please, everybody, have a good rest of your night. Have a good rest of your Saturday. Have a good holiday. And then uh, see you next week. Have a good night.